And someone asked how they make deep friends. They say that they can make a lot of surface level friends, but they can't go down to those deep pearly bottoms, pick up something and, oh my God, this person went to a Catholic school. Oh, I never knew that. Look, I am very glad that you asked this question because first off, what a shallow existence of a life you live. God, you really are one of those surface level skimming fish that you see in the harbour, aren't you? I don't know, every time you throw bread at them, that's you. So thank you so much for asking. <laughs> like and subscribe. Good on ya! And I have some advice for you. You should read a book. If you are one of these people, by the way, that doesn't have many deep friends. You're the exact opposite of a Scandinavian. They're always talking about that in Scandinavia, that it's really hard to get into that society because they all have their four friends from high school and they go and have beers with them and nobody else. And they all look exactly the same, just like four guys out of a Hugo Boss catalog, all dressed in Hugo Boss. You're like, and But they do that because they have apparently like extremely deep close connections with just a very few look I'm, I'm basically a Scandinavian man except more hobbity right I have exactly the same thing I have a, a small group of people that I'm extremely close with I'm the exact opposite of those I think that a lot of it is as we were talking about in previous videos and also on the Neil and Jordan podcast check it out we are constantly discussing the idea that there is four different types of people people that are high in estrogen testosterone uh, dopamine and uh, serotonin. You sound like you're high in serotonin. People that are usually high in serotonin have a lot of surface level relationships with a lot of different people. They're really good at networking, but they're not very good at being like, my dad's got cancer and I'm scared, you know? <laughs> so it's really good for getting a job anyway, so you should be celebrating that. But if you want to make closer friends with people, you shallow cunt, here's what you do. There is a book called The Seven Levels of Intimacy. And I can never remember what those seven levels are. So I got them up and I'm going to be glancing at my laptop nervously as I talk through them, okay? And you're just going to sit there and make comments about it, probably, because everybody on the internet is an asshole. So we will just be going through them. The first stage is... Ah, oh, this is even worse than those university lectures where they put up a really cheap projection slide. I'm looking at it right now and it looks cheap to me and I can't even be bothered figuring out how to put the edits to put it up. Sorry about that. Like and subscribe. Make sure that you sign up to Jordan Shanks for videos of this quality. But look, honestly, they are this quality. You are not learning this stuff from other things. You're just going to be wallowing around for 10 years of your life. You're like, oh, I didn't know I had that problem. And then BAM! Jordan Shanks, Patreon, sign up now. The problem will be solved there. I'm telling you. You can save decades just by a book. And I've read heaps of books, so I can pretty much solve all your problems. That's true. I truly do think that. Whatever problem you have, I've got the solution. Give me goddamn money. There's two sides of membership. You could either sign up for one video a week or two videos a week. Let's start. First one is cliche. Let's talk about cliches. I.e. your life. I suppose even just the tonality of like, it's very Valley Girl, 1990s. That in a way is a cliche. But the other, I think the cliche that they're talking about, but even those things, it's actually everything that fucking grates me. It's just 
all those buzzfeedy things of people saying like this gives me life this gives me oxygen my face when chef's kisses oh my god all those fucking annoying buzzwords that you hear online that's an example of a cliche obviously but then there is the sentencey ones that you're talking about when you're in being intimate with people i think that that's another reason that i don't like them as well they're so shallow you can tell that anyone who is using these words is a shallow dickhead you're a cunt they're just using tropes they have never bothered to look into anything deeply, and as such, all they have is skimming. But I think, just to give you a less bitter example, what about the fact that where you usually walk up to someone, you say, nice weather, isn't it? That's a cliche. So there's no real intimacy being there, but I suppose there's more intimacy than just not talking to someone. So you win it on that. Then the next one is facts. You know when you're just exchanging facts with someone, it's never really that interesting of a conversation, is it? There has to be a little bit of flavour in it, a little bit of experience, just a tad bit of um, references of people that look like things, you know? You've got to put all of those things together to make the gumbo that is a... Uh, mm, I was about to use a cliche word, but... Yeah, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. That's a tasty conversation. But... I think that that's true, right? The next one is facts. Facts are a little more intimate because just the fact that you are sharing out facts is less safe. It's a little less safe to say, did you know that zebras herd together because then it confuses lines as to which one's the sick one. A little less. But also, have you noticed that when I just said that sentence? Did you know that they all herd together? It's the same thing again that I hate about fucking hipsters in parties. Hey, here's some fact that I read on a beer bottle. I don't care. Facts need to be dressed up with something. And I think that the thing that they get dressed up with normally is opinions. That's why people like Ben Fordham and Alan Jones, I think they just last forever because they are their entire job is, here's a fact, here's my slant on things, you know? And so they kind of just become an older member that, of your office who is getting their opinions from Al, Alan Jones, right? <laughs> but that is... The next level, isn't it? When someone shares an opinion, it's a little more brave and bold than just giving you the facts. I honestly think that that is the difference. That's why everybody has more of a connection with shock jocks than they have a connection with somebody on ABC Radio National. When someone leaves from ABC Radio National, they might get like 10 letters of Biddy saying, ah, I, I liked the tone of your voice in the morning. It was very, mm, uh, it wasn't that soothing, but soothing enough. But when Alan Jones left, oh my God, the greys arose, probably from the grave as well, came out, Alan, Alan, come on Sky News, right? And it's because he's sharing his opinions. Then there's hopes and dreams. <laughs> All that reminds me of is when I was a model, there was a lot of Brazilians there, and Brazilians, they always talk about their hopes for the future. Means, I hope that one day I can go to an Asian country where you don't get beheaded for smoking weeds. Just so I can buy larger amounts of weeds. They still smoked it anyway. But, you know what, now that I think about it, because I do actually feel fond and close with them. And I think that that is a reason that there's a lot of lost cunts in Bondi. There's always like two or three Aussies in a group of Brazilians while they're just being like, hey man, do you want barbecue tonight? Too bad, we're having it anyway. Oh, we're out of meat, I'll just use my hand. Ah, it's my hope that my hand is tasty. Nom, nom, nom. 
I think that there's a big reason about it. It is obviously a lot more intimate, isn't it? Because that's something that is about you. You are sharing. You're doing what the next level of intimacy is. I've noticed that a lot of uh, female podcasts are just this, except for they're not actually sharing anything of value. They're just being like, oh my God, I had a much fucked week. It's because they are going to the next thing, which is like their feelings, their hopes and dreams, which is the next layer of intimacy. This is why I think in general, women usually have much more intimate relationships than, women, than men do because they kind of just skip those first four. <laughs> anyway, most high school relationships between guys, don't you reckon we just stop at about opinions? Maybe hopes and dreams. Maybe we'll just be like, I want to be a rapper, right? But chicks... They pretty much just pass. They probably go from cliche. They say a lot of fucking cliches and they go straight to feelings. Every time. Feelings. Those little circles that they sit around where we'll be like, Oi, kick the footy. Kick the footy in the chick circle. Yeah. Eat shit, chicks. While they're doing that, they're sitting there just being like, <gasps> Caleb looked at me and then I felt good. And then Daniel looked at me and I felt gross. That's what they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Sharing their feelings with each other. That's the next layer of intimacy. Are you getting this? Are you getting where you usually stop? I want to see that in the comments from everybody. I want to see where you are normally at with the interactions that you have with your friends and family because I really do think that there is a direct correlation between these and the relationships that you have. There will be people that you trust more. There will be people that you tell... When you need to tell someone something, you'll be going to the person that you are the deepest with. So if you, my friend, are just in this little surface that you've just been like, hmm, cliches, facts. I think that you're probably stopping at just facts maybe even. Hmm, nice guy, right? Facts, you can't really hate someone if all they're offering is facts. You start hating people at opinions, don't you? My life. You know, I was just looking at my uh, stats and I think about a fifth of the people that subscribe to me unsubscribe to me at some point. But I grow as well because you're sharing opinions and no one else has the guts to do it. But it shows that there is a layer of intimacy with my audience that a lot of other YouTubers wouldn't have because I'm telling it like it is, you know. Um, and so, you know, obviously when you tell it like it is, people will be like, I liked 99% of your opinions and then I didn't like one. Unsubscribe because I am an insular narcissistic cunt that wants my re my reality that my mum taught me to be reinforced to be over and over. All right, anyway, we'll go on to fears. Fears of fails and weakness, that's the next layer of intimacy. So after feelings is fears, failures and weaknesses. Now you're getting into girlfriend, boyfriend territory. And this is something that honestly, I think that when I understood this in the relationship, my girlfriend and I sat down and we thought about where we normally are in our relationship. And ever since we did that, you start deepening it more. You start deepening it more. And I, like even when you get to the fears and failures and the last name, I, I don't know why this is. I did read a book about it, but it was a while ago that I read it. But fears and failures, obviously, it's a lot more intimate than hopes and dreams because it's the exact opposite. Hopes is kind of just like, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice if that happened. Fears is, I don't like sneaks, you know? In fact, I think that that is something that I just accidentally stumbled across in school, actually. I think that the reason that I was able to form close bonds with all different types of groups 
is I kind of just started to be known as the guy that like, huh, he believes in ghosts. He's genuinely scared of them. And then you own it. I think that that's the whole thing. You know, like everybody always talks about this in high school. The kid that gets picked on is the one that doesn't own up to his insecurities without failure. You know, on the project, they're always saying that bullying needs to stop. Dude, has everything in life. You are responsible for it. It was like the kids that collected Warhammer at school and said, yeah, I collect Warhammer. No one picked on them. It was the ones who were like, shut up. Don't tell the girls about it. They were the ones that were constantly being like, oi, Jesse, how's your Imperium tank going, cunt? Right? So, yeah, I think that was it. It's just, uh... Everyone was just like, huh, you are fucking into, you're scared of ghosts like a little, I'm still scared of ghosts today, by the way. I just never want to meet one. I don't know why. I just, that, that is my phobia in life. I'm terrified of ghosts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I remember I slept, I, I got a, like a wood, a cabin in the woods once and I lived there for about a year. The first night that I was there until I could get a dog in there just in case that they could growl in the corner. If they saw something unbecoming. Uh, I slept in the car until I got that dog. True story, isn't that interesting? Anyway, so then we got to needs. Needs is the final one. See, fears, failures, and weaknesses and needs is when it starts to get a little too deep. Even when I think about it now, I still have to make effort, and I'm terrible at it to this day. Obviously, because my girlfriend is a girl, she is better at it, and she is usually the one that brings up needs, right? Emotional needs, yeah? She usually brings them up. I can't do it. I find it really difficult to get to that layer, but if I'm really pushed, I can get down there. But I can see, you will definitely be able to see it, right? In fact, I think that in your intimate relationship, in two me see, hmm, do you know what that means? I'll say it again, in two me see. If you don't get it that second time, you're a stupid piece of shit and you deserve to be single. Hmm, hard truths. All right, anyway, look, needs, uh, I think even when you are in an intimate relationship, it actually gets harder to talk about your needs there because they are even more intimate. You will actually usually find a lot of the times that you will have a friend that you are able to talk about your needs to, as opposed to your intimate partner. You'll be able to talk to more needs about them because when you're in an intimate relationship, you're always trying to service the other person's needs. But there is the other thing of like, when you share needs, you actually increase intimacy. Okay? Anyway, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> just look up, look, just look up seven levels of intimacy. It's a really, really interesting little pyramid. And then you can gauge where you are in your relationships, be them both friendships and close relationships. And the thing is, when you are with a lot of people and you're just being like, I've got a lot of surface level relationships, just go to the next one, man. Just go to the next one. See where you are. See if you can get to the next level. See how deep you could dive before you're like, ah, I've got the men's. Fuck. Right? Anyway, if you like that, make sure that you sign up to Jordan Chanks' official Patreon Recover Beba because I am constantly giving you all of these little pieces of advice that really do completely change your relationships. You know those things? They will help out in your relationships and they will help out in work as well. Because the deeper that you get into a relationship with someone, the more that you're stuck onto them. And you can't find me now. I know your secrets. You can do all of those things. These are mental advantages. These are all tools that you can utilize in your life. And I give exclusive ones in both the Wayne Dyer and Jim Rowe membership level on Jordan Shanks. See you there.